Hello and welcome back to Animal Noises. My name is Ringer. Path is still not here. This is another intro for a different panel. This was about uh, using Twitter effectively. This was also from Texas Furry Fiesta 2018. Uh, it was also recorded with her friend Renegade Rue. The audio quality is also terrible. So enjoy. Hopefully it's at least somewhat listenable. There will be more, I don't want to say studio quality, episodes because that's maybe overpromising a little bit, but at least episodes where you can hear us both clearly. And in the meantime, have a lovely day and I'm running out of things to say and should probably just stop talking. Facebook's a little bit slower. I think once your um, mom starts using Twitter, it's, you know, it's a little bit slower. It's not what's, you know, it's harder to keep up with it and stuff. But, uh, you know, Twitter is just one of those, like, it's not like Facebook, not like anything else, because it goes so fluidly. It's it's so super fast to do it. So in one minute, something's going to go viral again. It's going to go crazy. Then nobody hears about it anymore after about a week and stuff. And it's a perfect way to make things just flash out to audiences very quickly on there as well. So I had a really good experience with it. That's how I built, you know, um, my character through it, his personality, and in turn my personality, you know, very much imposed in Renegade too. So definitely my experience with it. You have to talk now. <coughs> oh no. <laughs> what, was, what was the question? The question said your experience with Twitter is generally. Uh, it's been pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's it's an interesting thing uh, because it's it's simultaneously probably one of the best things that that I think exists in furry and also one of the worst things, uh, depending on how you use it. Like if you if you can use it in a way that that benefits your mental health, uh, and that phrase will probably come up again, um, then it's great. But the problem is when you start to gamify it and you feel like it's a competition, then it becomes just terrible and don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think Twitter has been phenomenal though. It's allowed me to meet so many people that I probably never would have been able to connect with otherwise. Um, I don't go to a ton of conventions a, a couple a year and there are people that I interact with on Twitter and now Telegram um, that I just wouldn't have interacted with at all in person because we're just never in the same place. But uh, Twitter is such a useful way for, for meeting people and, and getting a sense of who they are without having to, this is going to sound terrible, get a sense of who they are without having to commit to having a conversation with them before. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's sort of like you get to screen your calls, uh, except you haven't made the call yet. Um, but yeah, so it's great. I like it a lot when it, sometimes, and then sometimes I don't. How was that? Am I that doing was, good? That pass? was good. That was, I think, right. that was more insightful right. than I think we'll have for the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea that Twitter is basically your fault. Like, if you don't like Twitter, or really any social media, because all social media is based on you get to pick your friends um, out of a group of people. And if all you want to hear is your own opinion all day, you can choose to do that, be a flat earther, and think everyone thinks like I do. Right? That's how it happens. How you build your echo chambers. However, um, if you choose to follow people who are mercurial or toxic then you're just going to read that all day and it becomes part of your daily diet of what your brain has to deal with 
and you'll start spitting that back out too. So I mean, your experience in social media is so much your fault. And it's I know it's a pain to sit there and well, okay. You cannot unfollow people without causing a little bit of drama. I think that's what I that's the feeling I have for people is like people want to unfollow other people sometimes and then they if I do they're going to message me and they're going to feel awful and then I'm going to have a whole thing. I'm just going to deal with it. Uh, you can mute them. Uh, my favorite thing to do is to build private lists out. And I don't know if there's an equivalence in other platforms, but I know on Twitter you can build private lists and follow private lists, uh, whether or not you're following them in the first place. Uh, they take time to set up, but they're little gold mines after that because you'll have like you'll have your main timeline that's talking about um, Nazis and fursuit heads and poodling and how everyone's awful. And then you'll go to your golden, your, your nice little curated timeline you put a couple hours into, and they're going to be talking about like artwork and going to a restaurant later uh, and something funny that happened, right? Or, or something insightful. And this is so different experience. And that's weird that you can have such a different experience on that. Ren, how many people do you follow? Do you ever like to actually get to read your timeline? You know what, uh, my timeline moves really quickly yeah. on that. Uh, I follow, I don't even know how much, how many people I follow on there. Um, I'll find it out right now. Um, but um, no, it really is. Sometimes it could go kind of crazy. One of the ways that I found Twitter to be, you know, extremely, like to make it fun for me again is by um, using lists like, you know, past said. If you all you're taking in is negativity, that's all you're gonna wind up taking out. It really does mess with you after a while, um, because then your whole worldview kind of changes with that as well. You become a little bit more cynical. The more you see it, more angry, more. And we, you know, we all live our daily lives too. We have our stresses at work. We have our stresses at home. We have bills to pay. We got We live in a very stressful world. At least for me, I want social media, especially when it has to deal with a fandom that I genuinely love to death, um, to be fun for me, to continue being fun. And my way of doing that is, you know, just not having that, being bombarded with that constantly, constantly. And that's how I've been able to, you know, get a fresh perspective on that. And it's fun to see you guys in suit, to see you guys posting art, to talk about jokes. I mean, I know I make a lot of corny dad jokes and stuff all the time too, but it's fun to see that kind of stuff going. So when you're having a bad day at work or you're just stressed out about something, it's a it's really cool to look on there and smile a bit and say, you know what, this is why I'm in this fandom and this is why I love it, you know? And it could make a lot of difference from doing that, you know? And like you said, it doesn't mean just blame me on following people and all that too, because you know, some people do get their feelings hurt and all that as well. Or And it's one of the things you learn really quickly is not, you have to, it's hard, easier said than done, but nothing's personal a lot of times. They don't know who you are sometimes. But in making lists, and you, you have that main timeline there if you want to see it, that is such a great way to refresh your experience in social media that I recently, you know, I've been on it for a while, but I recently started using it, and I'm like, oh, wow, you know, it's so cool to see just nothing but furry content, you know? Um, and it's a great tool, very great tool, I pass that. Do you have anything you want to add? I don't, I don't right. use lists. Oh, you gotta, oh, no wonder you're unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. you wow, this all ties back into the, the your experience is your fault Yeah, message. that's your fault. I'm telling you. So, okay, yeah. It's worth spending the time to do some curation. So, I, I, I was thinking a little about this, and here's what I think you, you really want to do. Here's what I'm calling your good stuff. Uh, your good stuff is your local friends, right? You want to have a list that has your local friends on it because... That's your best newsfeed of what's going on. So when you ask them, hey, how you doing? And they say, I'm cool. You can go look at their Twitter feed and see they just broke up yesterday. They're just telling you they're cool, but they actually broadcast everyone else. They're not, right? Um, so you can see what people are doing, get some ideas on people you care about. That's probably your most important thing you can ever do with any social media platform. 
after that, uh, this is almost stalkery, but it's kind of our modern times. It's people you want to get to know better, right? I think this person's interesting. I'm going to follow them and see what they say for a while before I get any personal interaction with them, because I don't know, maybe you're crazy, right? Um, so that's a great way to do it. And also, if you want to get to know someone better, go read their timeline for three months, because sometimes they turn crazy two months ago. You, know, you can't get the patterns right. Uh, and then the third thing is stuff I call blessed content. And these are people who are just super funny or have good memes or retweet funny things. Just whatever, just timelines that are just heavily curated and you love, uh, artists are really good at this, right? You wanna follow those people as well because that's great to see in the morning when you barely can see anything else and you should be getting ready for work. Uh, there's stuff I call neutral. Uh, neutral stuff is followbacks. I know followbacks are really popular, especially with a younger crowd of people. Uh, it's like a respect, or you follow me, I'll follow you, we'll help each other's numbers out sort of thing. Uh, followbacks are neutral because you don't know if they're crazy people or not or if they're any good. And if you put them in a list, they're mucking up your timeline with maybe okay stuff and maybe bad stuff. Um, so it's, that's a careful one. That one's, I don't know. Uh, informative sources. Uh, if you have a good vetted uh, news source that you want to use, that's not a bad idea either. Um, this is different from what I'm going to call like a news source, uh, which is make-believe news or uh, opinionated news, even especially if you read it and you agree with it constantly and it's like makes you feel really good about your political beliefs. Those are lies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's actually, uh, there's one called The Hill and it drives me nuts because I'm center-left sort of democrat and it, I agree with it mostly, but I still hate it because I'll have friends get enraged over what they say and I know for for a fact how they work, they all sit in the boardroom and they sit there and think like, how do we make the most interesting looking headline that will make our readers upset, right? It's constantly making you upset about how they're good and everyone else is bad. And if you have too much of that in your timeline, you start thinking that way. So here's what's super important about social media because how many people are spending more than like half an hour a day looking at Twitter or whatever? Right. You're at a panel talking about Twitter, so I assume you probably give a damn about Twitter this stuff. Users, yeah. You guys are awful about that, right? How many, how many of you are doing like more than an hour and a half? Okay, well it's, it's a little bit less, and most of you are just now like thinking I don't want to admit that, right? So if your brain is constantly consuming that material, you start thinking that way, because it's just going to start thinking in terms of what it gets. Yeah, so it's just, it's, you have to be careful with what you consume and you set that up at the beginning. Uh, you don't want to tie yourself in a corner where you only get good news or bad news because it just sounds awful. And that's when people leave Twitter because it's toxic and awful is because that's what they're reading all day, that part of it. And that's why you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about because my friends are fine, right? That's that sort of thing. Uh, so in terms of really awful things that I think you want to kind of get rid of, um, I think I actually covered most of that, like really toxic people. Okay, highly charged people, that's complicated because it's really fun to watch them sometimes. It is so fun uh, when someone just says something just so problematic that you just go read their timeline for a while. Uh, <laughs> but if you're just reading too much of that, like it's just tabloid garbage sometimes. You have to be kind of careful with that. Uh, people, you have, oh, this is a big one, people, like you're, uh, exes or things like that, people you have a mixed history with, like you still kind of, you're just fascinated by them, but it hurts you, that is a painful sort of risky place to go. Uh, bias news, echo chambers, and then this stuff I just call noise. Uh, accounts that are constantly advertising, and this can be people you even really like, but they're just pushing something so hard, like our stupid podcast, right? Mm -hmm. If we're just, if that's all we talk about anymore, like, it's just noise at that point. Like, you already knew it. Um, I actually get that problem when Furry Fiesta had this pre-registration push because I'm like, hey, pre-register. Like, I know, shut up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's great. 
Uh, so I get that. Content you're indifferent to. Uh, people who retweet memes constantly, and you've seen the meme 300 times. It's just, it's nice, it's okay, it's just noise. So mm -hmm. that's those are just my, my list on curation. Curation, I think, is the most important thing you can do to improve <laughs> your life and how to go along with it. That's good. That's good music. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Ren, how do you, how do you, what do you, because you use lists. Yeah, you so to. you use lists. So, um, like I said, the whole reason why you know I got into this fandom was for me it's a fun escape and a way to you know really interact um, with the community that I found extremely welcoming, loving, and you know something that I dearly hold on to. I've been part of this fandom since 1999, and my whole experience with it has been awesome. But with the rise of social media, you do get bombarded a lot more quickly with a lot of different things at one time, and cultures and stuff everything starts changing and stuff and everything too and sometimes it's kind of chaotic because you're getting bombarded with everything to keep up with it but um, if you focus into what it falls into everybody's personal you know kind of thing if you focus into what you want to get out of this fandom you can definitely customize it you know for that for me you know I'm just a teacher in El Paso Texas I'm a high school teacher in El Paso Texas right so um, it's fun, and I know I tweet a lot, you know, all the time throughout the day. So I'll be, my are kids are working. Ever? Yeah, I'm teaching. I'll, I'll teach <laughs> them. They have an assignment, and you know, hey, <laughs> I don't know why I have, I have a kind of an impulsive thing to grab my phone and start. Random kangaroo facts. Random kangaroo facts. A couple of um, yeah, pokes at wolves. You know, you guys, you guys know the whole. Yeah, you guys know the whole thing. But I have fun doing it because at the end of the day, you know, um, I want it to be fun. Whenever I open my phone or I go on my computer and I open Twitter. I want to have fun with you guys, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, whatever content I'm putting out and whatever I'm seeing and everything is something that makes me say, you know what, this is, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm part of the fandom. This is why I love it, you know. Um, I don't want to hear about why, and it happens too. You do see it and there's things that happen, but, you know, I don't want to keep saying why the fandom's horrible, why this and that. I mean, every place you go to is going to have its problems, but I choose to really love to have that little bit of a vacation. I call it like a minor vacation, I think, because... Sometimes my job's stressful, you know, I deal, you know, I deal with special education and sometimes I'm admin and I have the state on my back, I have all this stuff and to me it's a quick little break just to go into a little mini convention sometimes to get on my phone and talk to you guys, interact with you guys, see what you guys are laughing about, see what you guys are talking about, what's the newest memes, I mean we've hopefully got rid of the, you know, the Tide Pod thing, but yeah, I saw that quite a bit, yeah, Forbidden Fruit and all that, so. That's true, but uh, it's little silly things like that that make me smile and just kind of forget about the world for a little bit so I can come back to the world and be refreshed and say, hey, you know what I got talking to you guys when I get home to look forward to. I don't want to dread it and pick up my phone and say, oh my God, what's happening now? Why is this? What do I need to be worried about now? I, no, I, I choose to keep it fresh and fun and that's how I do it, you know, and it's taken some time. Um, Believe me, I was kind of like, you know, everything, I just let everything go, you know, everything was kind of going crazy, I kept getting bombarded by a bunch of different things, but once I found that kind of little trick to just keep it fresh and fun for me, it was just a joy, and it still is, you know, and um, that's been my experience with that, it's just been a tremendously fun experience if you choose to let it be fun, and again, people have different reasons for using social media and stuff too, you know, I know some people that just have nothing but news circuits on there, some people have just artists, you know, whatever it is that keeps you happy, keep running with it. It's gonna, it's gonna be rewarding to just open your phone and computer and just smile sometimes. We need that. We need that in our chaotic daily lives. We have our own life story going on behind, you know, 
our image that we put over here sometimes and um, it's just nice to, to smile a bit and that's my whole reason you know for doing that as well that's why I'm on Twitter and that's why I love interacting with you guys for sure that's kind of interesting um, because it from what I'm getting from both you guys uh, it, it sounds like the the type of kind of account that you want to put out is also reflected by the t sort of timeline that you curate yes uh, which is really interesting uh, and maybe the fact that I don't do the same thing is why mine is is more varied like I do a lot of stuff where it's creative but I also try I, like I'm not afraid to like I guess be a little more real at times and I don't mean like oh yeah this thing sucks and everybody should know that it sucks it's more like just observations and stuff I guess um, but I, I don't know. I guess the reason I don't curate in that sense is, is I like the sort of noise. I, I want to see all the stuff mm -hmm. and not just like this specific facet of it. Uh, and so maybe the way of doing that is to limit the number of people I follow instead of making a list because I don't think I could get the same effect by, by necessarily making a list. And that could be wrong, but also it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of work. It is. Um, but I like going on there and, and seeing the mix of stuff and getting maybe a little more general sense of, of what's happening. Um, because I've, I worried that if I made a list of stuff that was just things that I liked, I would just look at that list and not bother looking at the rest of Twitter. That's why it's good. But <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to isolate completely though. I no, you don't want to isolate. Yeah. Don't hang yourself in a corner. Yeah. That's awful. I follow something like 6,000 people, and yeah, I, that's will, a lot. I will sometimes just go dive into it. It's so fun. Yeah, that's got to be crazy. It moves at like 30 tweets about every... If it's on peak time, it'll move about 5 to 30 tweets every minute, well, a couple, like 30 seconds, but I don't use TweakDive or else it'll scroll up so fast that mm -hmm. it'll just be gone, but it's, it's weird to see. Like, at any given time, someone's lost their job. <laughs> and at any given time, like someone's in the hospital, and you just see these things like constantly, like oh goodness, um, it's it's interesting though, just dive into it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a lot of political right now. A lot of political. Yeah, on the main timelines. Yeah, not not particularly surprising. No, because I think like <laughs> does everybody. Happen? No, I just like every, yeah. Everybody's like everybody wants to tweet about stuff that's on their mind, right? And it's really hard to avoid that right now. Do you have any questions you wanted to guide with or start in here? Anything? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, okay. <laughs> Great. Good. Yeah. No one else here. Sure. Like how you're scrolling through the timeline, you see a good tweet, you're about to click on it, and then Twitter jumps to the top. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or if you're clicking the favorite button on something and something bumps it out. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Something totally and now you've accidentally retweeted <laughs> something. Yeah, right. Can you someone that you don't want to talk to? No. <laughs> now they know. Now they know. Oh, that was the weirdest thing that happened was when Twitter started telling your friends what you like. Oh no. I actually it's the other yeah. way around. I don't want to see what other people are liking. I don't care if they see what I'm liking. You know my first experience with Twitter was uh, I was following a bunch of staff members, this was like six years ago. It's to come with different staff, but I realized like how many of them are sad. Like, I never knew. Like, they always seem, like, happy, decent, like, okay, yeah, da, and then, like, you go on their Twitter timelines, and they're just, like, stressed out. And it's because people tweet when they're emotional sometimes. It's not a really accurate representation of, like, your day-to-day -day normal. Yeah, it's somewhere to, well, if you're venting, 
Your vent, I would I would strongly suggest people be very careful with venting. Uh, you want to make a separate account for that if you just need to publish that for like uh, sort of uh, therapeutic reasons. Otherwise, people that you'd want to network with and might be fun to talk to are going to completely misperceive who you actually are day to day because they're doing the same stalker thing I do, which is go follow. <laughs> like, let me go. Let me go look at what you said. Like, are you? Oh, you are a crazy person, you know. And me too, but. I wouldn't put it out there, right, necessarily. The raw data feeds are just so dangerous to, like, misreading who people are. So you have to, you have to be careful with that. Uh, yeah. I think with venting, um, it can come, because sometimes some people think um, that you're saying certain things and you have a different opinion, you know, try to prove them wrong or something. But oh, yeah. It's worth more than that. Like, you yourself, you know you're venting, but then they may not know that. Yeah, people are going to respond like it's a rational argument, and they're not responding as though you're being emotional. They're going to respond as if, like, I'm going to argue down with logic, which if anyone here has ever been depressed, and no furry ever has, uh, you'll know that logic is just so effective in those time periods, right? So. Well, it's like I posted something on Facebook recently, and yeah. someone posted this long, entitled rant about whatnot and whatnot, and I was like, you know what? You're entitled to your opinion as is everyone else, and that's all I'm going to say to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so effective. I will tell you that silence is one of the most effective tools you can possibly ever use on social media. Like, acknowledge it and move on. Sometimes it's just, it's more important to know this is how you feel than it is to, like, try to change how they feel. Like, no one's really successfully ever changed. Well, like, um, like rarely. Like, rarely. So, something's really interesting that I found, you know, with that is, um, you know, much as we're not, you know, as much as we want to be the animal person that we, you know, portray and everything, we, we are human deep inside, you know, we have our own opinions and feelings and stuff, and yeah, I, I do too, you know, I'll see something go down my timeline that just gets me mad, you know, or it just, you know, does that, and it's kind of like um, something somebody, I think my mom told me this when I was young, and I tell my students kind of something like, like that too, when they have a lot of problems and stuff, it's, Twitter very much falls into this, they say when you're super angry, write a letter, Put it in a dresser for a day. Leave it alone. Read it after that day and see how out of left field you sounded when you wrote that letter. It's kind of like Twitter. We, we were all guilty of it. I, I'm guilty of it. You know, we all are writing in the heat of a moment because something got you mad or you're emotional and stuff. If you train yourself to calm down and maybe, you know what, sometimes, and I had to learn this too the hard way, it's okay to put the phone down and just leave it a little bit. Calm down, rationalize, okay. I'm not going to write anything about it. I'm not going to get mad about it. You know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do that. You know, um, I'm just mad right now, but later on, I'm going to say, you know, it's silly. Um, it's not something that should be having that big of a hold in my life where it's controlling, you know, the way I feel my happiness and stuff. And you'll find that and in doing that, you'll find that happy medium between it where you won't accidentally say something that might hurt somebody or something that might make you look, you know, horrible just because you weren't thinking rationally at that time. So that's a really good practice that I found as well. Um, like I said, we have little things that, you know, sometimes it'll just get you mad or it makes you sad or it makes you want to have an opinion on it. And that's fine to do too, but just make sure you're having it with a rational, you know, place instead of just raw motion. Cause that can really, especially when you start building an audience, um, it can make people perceive you in a way that isn't you just because you chose to do something rash and impulsive without really stepping back, breathing, turning off the phone and saying, okay, you know what? Let me think about it a little bit. Let me just calm down, see it from every angle. And you know what? No, it's not worth me, you know, getting mad about, you know, 
hey, look, furry art. There we go. <laughs> you know, just doing that. That's adorable, you know, and that, that, that's what I, it took, me, it took me so long to do that, but it's something that I found that really has helped me out a lot, you know, and I have my human moments too. We all do. I mean, it, it is our personal account, you know, it, it is what we make of it, but in doing that, I found it much more of an enjoyable experience as well. So if you guys are feeling like something just really just rocks your world and, you know, calm down a little bit, just relax, take a step back, breathe and say, you know what, hey, it's not going to take my happiness. I'm going to go look at, you know, the nearest newest uh, furry comic for, what is it, Fox Dad is really popular. And, yeah. Fox yeah. <laughs> there'll be the next Fox Dad panel on there. Mm -hmm. So um, that's the way I found out, you know, it's a good way to deal with it as well. On the other hand, <laughs> uh, no, I think that's really good advice. I mean, you, it's it's picking your battles, right? Uh, if you if you stress out about everything and you feel like you have to respond to everything with an opinion, then you're just going to be stressed out all the time because somebody's always going to be out there saying something that you disagree with. Uh, if it's something that you don't feel that you can get past, uh, I think the next thing to to figure out is okay, what can I do to resolve this? And if calling the person out on Twitter is your first thought, step back for a minute. Uh, if it's someone you know who said something stupid or said something that you don't agree with, like the first step is probably to like go to Telegram and be like, "Hey, can we talk about this? Because I don't agree with it, and it's like weird, and I want to, you know, have a conversation." Because calling somebody out publicly is the worst way to get them to see your point of view, um, because then they're on the defensive not just to you but to everybody else who's following them and everybody else who's following you. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind is if you're calling somebody out, like there's. Are you familiar with the concept of punching down or punching upward? All right, so uh, the idea is that punching down is when you're somebody who has more power than the, some, the person that you're calling out, and punching upward is the opposite. So like David and Goliath, right? So David is punching up, Goliath is punching down. Um, so if you're calling out someone and you have a couple thousand followers and they have a hundred, uh, you're already, you know, like kind of, attacking them from the high ground and there's not much that they can do to to respond to that because now they've got all of your followers eyes on them and chances are your followers are somewhat in the same boat as you or, or they wouldn't be following you in the first place and it's just not a good place to start an argument uh you know responding to somebody with more followers the the ground is more even you don't have to worry about it as much but you still just need to be careful about it and it goes back to the whole picking your battles thing. Like, if it's not going to be a thing that's around in a couple days, maybe just don't worry about it. If it's something that you're going to have to deal with on a regular basis, like, like I said, if somebody says something inflammatory, but it's somebody that you interact with regularly, then taking that discussion off of Twitter and just like talking about it for real is is the best way to go. Can you imagine if you woke up and the president of the United States tweeted about you? Like, that happens. He does that. It's much uh, riskier than it used to be. And it changes your life for like a year. So that's not going to happen to you in furry. Like, Albiazul can't tweet garbage about you and then like you're just screwed for a year. But people do. I mean, they're going to they're gonna see it and they're going to remember it. And they're going to say, this is part of who you are now. I remember that. And now I'm terrified to talk to you because I don't want to end up on like your blast tweet, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, that, that's true. And if you have 13,000 followers, 15,000 followers, whatever your bandwidth is, it's, uh, those people read it and they might not have contacts, but they're like, I don't like this person now. I don't know why. <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's not fair. They had 20 followers. That's, <laughs> and what are they going to do? Tell their followers, like, yeah. oh, this person was mean to me. And they'd be like, well, that's cool. I'm in a car wash. <laughs> 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 that's great. 
Um, so yeah, it'd be. Uh, there's there's weird amounts of, and this is I think we were talking about this in the popularity panel yesterday, where you have situations where people have gotten to positions of uh, social influence and power by being stupid on Twitter, um, and now they have bandwidth and whatever you type, people read. Well, about five percent of your followers read. It's not really. Yeah. It's not everybody, right? Your number's high, but only somebody read it. It's ethereal. Uh, but it's still a lot, and you can change conversations and shape, and, and, and you do that with not having merit to be somebody who should be leading conversations, but now you're in power, mm -hmm. right? That's silly. That's yeah. a weird thing that happens. Yeah, the people will ascend to this, this sort of platform and kind of be ignorant of the fact that it exists and just keep going along as though they have a limited following, but really they're broadcasting their opinion to thousands of people who are yeah. all just hanging off whatever words they say. And the, that's not great. <laughs> the, the boozy badger phenomenon was just so... That was so weird. It was like somebody yeah, who just it came out of nowhere, and then it existed, and then it was like, bang, everyone follows this guy, because he's funny. Yeah, he And is. I think he had that yeah. perk of being like yeah. the normal person that acknowledged furries in a very rational, logical, funny way. It spoke to a lot of people... Uh, and now anything he says just hits so many people in our fandom. Uh, and he loves it to death. And he's playing it for all it's worth, and it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just, well, less fun for some people. But, yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> it depends. It depends on how you feel, because he's not a non-controversial person. Yeah. Uh, but that can just happen on a dime, right? Yeah. If you talk about serious things on your, on your timeline, it freaks everyone out. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think that's part of like being selective about what what you talk about. It's yeah. not saying don't have an opinion, but if you are going to get into that territory of talking about serious things, like write a tweet and then delete it, and then write it about five or six more times until it says something that actually encapsulates what you want to say. Especially now with the higher character limit, you can get really, really good at at getting your point across very concisely. I specifically renegade if he says anything serious. Yeah, then you know. We have no idea. Well, something is yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll immediately, wrong. yeah. Like, I'm going to have a stressful day and I'll tweet something like that and I'll get like six or seven DMs. Like, are you okay? <laughs> and yeah, I mean, like I said, we all have our, our moments. And stuff. It, makes, it, it makes me feel really good, you know, to know that, you know, you're not alone and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's one of the things I found about Twitter is you do get a sense of community here. Yeah. Um, my tweets, you know, personally, they come from nothing but pure love for this fandom. It, it comes from me just enjoying interacting with you guys. The whole reason I started, you know, Renegade Rue, and I said, this is me, you know, my, my persona, and like all of our personas, most of us, you know, that have that, it's just an extension of you in a creative way, you know. I act the same way I basically do online, you know, uh, for better or worse, you know, talking a lot and stuff. But um, it comes from a place of being genuine and stuff and that's you know another tip I'd give you guys too um, especially if you know you want to start you know implementing and developing I, I found Twitter to be a good platform to develop my character Renegade Rue you know to kind of have that personality behind it because I'm just imposing who I am you know to this uh, this kangaroo over here that talks a lot about wolves and foxes and stuff <laughs> but um, but it, people pick up on that they do they pick up on how genuine you are and um, it's something that can really help out because you, you can't sense it. You can sense when somebody's being fake or they're doing this and that. But if it comes from deep, in, you know, within your heart, and you enjoy what you're putting and you show that you have a passion for it, you know, um, people do. They pick up on that a lot, and that's why I have a lot of fun, you know, doing that. And I do. I genuinely love trying to. I know sometimes I miss, but I try to respond to a lot of you guys, you know, on there. I love talking to you guys. 
doesn't have to do it all the time because we're all busy, you know, we're all super busy sometimes. But that's why I do it is because I genuinely love talking to you guys. You guys have shown me nothing but support and love. And um, I want to, at least I can do is talk to a fandom that, you know, I love so much as well. And that's, you know, another thing that has kept, you know, Twitter fresh for me and everything too. I'm going to read to you one of his, his tweets about the fandom that he loves. This one was about the Super Bowl. Oh, God. <laughs> I think you guys remember that one, yeah. <laughs> if I wanted to see someone pound an eagle, I'd just go on E61. I was wrong at that point, yeah. I think you were. Like, yeah, Patriots got pounded by the Eagle, but I'm sure you can find that on E621 too. But. Yeah, that's where we were looking. Uh, I asked him, do you schedule these things? Because I've never, it's so proficient and so constant. And no, he just thinks about this stuff. Imagine thinking about that stuff all day. Just popping it out. Yeah, I mean, that's just a quarter of what's going on in my mind right now. I remember the last panel I was at, one of the questions I got asked was, I saw you looking at your phone. <laughs> Why are you not tweeting? I said, no, I think that was a new record, an hour and a half, where, you know, I didn't do it. But it's a good, I mean, it, it, I do it kind of for therapeutic reasons, too, you know. Um, I think I mentioned it a couple of times, you know, I have severe ADHD. So for me, my mind's going a million miles an hour at all times. One of the ways that I find to, yeah, That's there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, whoever, uh, yeah whoever has that knows where I'm for? coming from. <laughs> there you go. Whoever has it knows where I'm coming from. Where you're, you're just, you're thinking from one thing to a next. Nothing's, you know, nothing's narrowed in. You're just, you're being bombarded with your thoughts. So, that's what I do. Is you know, I'm gonna let some of it out a little bit. Here, I'm talking about this. This is out there, and to me, it's therapeutic a little bit. You know. It's more of a way for me to kind of uh, de-stress in a way and kind of let some of those thoughts out. And yeah, I'm that furry trash and a lot of my thoughts are just about furry stuff. You know? I really, yeah, I'm like, he really is. Yeah, I really am. Really <laughs> but yeah, um, so that, that's, that's what I do pretty much. <laughs> Other questions? Or any direction? Otherwise, I'll, I'll... I have a personal question. Um, have you ever brought your suit to your school? You know what? Um, I joked about it when I was doing that, talking about, hey, I wonder if I should bring it to my, you know, my students and stuff. Um, it's funny because um, in the back of my mind, I'm always wondering if one of my students knows about Renegade Kangaroo. Uh, <laughs> I would think they would tell me. I, I do have like a, I think some art. I think uh, Boiler Room made me a kangaroo with a book that said number one teach and stuff. So I had to print it out and put it you know, behind my desk and stuff. And my students said, oh, what, what cartoon is that from? This, you know? <laughs> I just said, no, it's a, it's a drawing my friend made for me. He's like, oh, is that what you like kangaroos on? I have a, I have, my, my desk is full of kangaroos. I have uh, little figurines, my, my, yeah, my, my wallpapers, yeah, for kangaroos and stuff. And um, no, you know what? Um, I don't think so, only because my administration is, um, when, you, when you work in a public school, there's a lot of things that kind of go on it. One of the reasons why I don't, you know, post my face a lot and do everything too is because uh, I'm on my my staff's faculty webpage, and just in case there's a parent that's looking for a reason to just be like, oh well, you know, look at Renegade Rue, I saw this on CSI, you know, or something like that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I know, right? So, you know, but but people, you know, they read into um, you know things that are inflated, and not true, you know, just because they want news, you know. But um, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe for Halloween or something like that. I mean, just cause, you know, my students would get a kick out of it and stuff and everything. But you know, I wouldn't come with the badges and you know, being all like that and stuff. It is a fun, really cute, you know, suit as well too. But 
But then again, on the second hand, too, you know, it is fun sharing something that is a big part of your life, but I just think, you know, you got to do it subtly and stuff and everything, and if they like it, they like it, but not yet, though. Probably not yet, but um, I don't know. I really don't know how many people I've... It's done some of you guys. I had a coworker of mine that... Um, uh, so one day, I have to invite some teachers to go do something called ARD meetings. I have uh, meetings that we analyze, you know, how my students are pro uh, pro progressing and stuff. He's a law enforcement teacher there. And uh, at the end of the meeting, he looks at me straight in the eyes, and he says, uh, hey, it's a renegade, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and my, my heart kind of stopped a little bit, and I was just like, um, I didn't know what to say at the point. And he just tapped me, shoulders, like, see you later, buddy. And he leaves. <laughs> and I never talked to him since then, because I've been busy, and I, I really haven't. And a little part of me is kind of like, Okay, so what's up? <laughs> you know, what do you, how do you know this? And I'm thinking it's Telegram because you know how you link your phone numbers and stuff like that. So he has my phone number. There is an option to yeah check your settings. If you Google want, will do that you know. too. Google Hangouts will yeah, just just tell your coworkers <laughs> that you're furry trash. <laughs> yeah, so he probably knows about me being completely furry trash and stuff, or he may be a furry now. I don't know. It could go either way. Yeah. <laughs> I was always scared of social media for that very reason. For like years, I didn't use it because it just wanted your friends to know your family to know you're a furry. I guess this is like your ex from high school. Why does she want to know that I think I'm a hyena? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, still, like I did then too. Yeah. She's like, oh, you didn't drop it. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it was a phase. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, I wish it was sometimes. <laughs> But it's fun when it does leak into your personal life. I remember I gave in the last company I worked for. I used to work in Houston, and um, I was uh, I had to drop into a warehouse to the Walt warehouse and, and everything. So one of the warehouse guys asked for my gamer tag, and it's Ren Kangaroo on Xbox One, and he was excited about it. Well, he Google searched it. So yeah, he Google searched it. So he found my fur affinity. He found my Twitter. He found all of that stuff. So I come in there, and he's just like, hey, so how are you doing there, Skippy? <laughs> so for a whole, the whole time I was there, they would make kangaroo puns and call me Skippy. He's like, you better hop to it, Skippy. Go and get, go and get your promo materials. Did you wag a little bit? Like, okay. <laughs> I did horrible, like, Australian impressions to kind of feed into it. <laughs> but yeah. You're like, yeah, I'd be like, oh, I am Renegade Kangaroo, and I like to say, hello, you know, just oh, do something good. like that. Yeah, there you go. They got a kick out of it and stuff. I, I do miss those guys, so maybe Skippy might, you know, I wish I was close enough to Houston to go, you know, hop over there towards them and, you know, pick it up a notch, right, a little bit. But uh, it is fun when it happens sometimes, too. You know, it was all in, in good fun and stuff. But uh, I don't want to be called Skippy at the squad yet, though. <laughs> you know? Oh, my gosh. I have to check your Twitter handle. Skippy, yeah. Skippy. Yeah. Yeah. I think I had Kiki's McGee because of Path for a while. Oh, yeah. Kiki's Kiki's yeah. McGee. I just really loved it. Um, same thing with the petting zoo kangaroo thing. I think somebody said that to me. I don't know why I'm passing. Like, you'll never be anything more than a petting zoo kangaroo. I'm like, that's kind of adorable. I'm going to run with that. You know? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, for sure. Anything else from the crowd here? You go first, then we'll get you, and then we'll get you. Um, since this is about Twitter and stuff, what's the etiquette when you've met someone online on Twitter? You know, you've seen, you know, you've known them, you've talked to them, you've all this stuff, but they have a lot of followers and whatnot, like you. And you have, and you see them in real life. How do you go about interacting with them in real life for the first time? That's tricky. <laughs> so th this happens it's a lot. That tricky. Well, it depends. It's so case by case. It depends. Yeah. Because some people have a lot of followers and they're really scared of people. Yeah. 
so like I know um, Riley fairly well and uh, she's the artist Riley uh, Wayward Mutt uh, and she is just she will she'll look like if you say hi to her she'd be like ah like she doesn't like you but she's just super shy so she just kind of looks away um, but but she, she likes it uh, and it's sort of like my favorite thing is as stupid as when people say I really like your tweets because it's the only stupid creative thing I do um, so it and okay so this also happens on Twitter because Twitter wants to give you the furry starter pack uh, which is like everybody who already has a lot of followers. So those are the people that you know best because you see their tweets first and you just kind of get to know them. And so you meet them and you know them pretty well because you see their kind of their language for over some months and stuff and they don't know who you are. That's a weird power mismatch sort of thing. Um, but I think if you just go up to somebody, and this is probably true for almost any celebrity of any low status or whatever, because um, we're all like, I don't know, X-less celebrities. I don't know, really. Maybe X isn't the right letter to use there. <laughs> or um, maybe it is. May, oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, but if you just go and you say, like, yeah, I follow I know you from here. I follow you there. They'll have contacts for the rest of the conversation. And you just kind of go say hi. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's... I mean, yeah, if you walk... You're almost never going to get a bad response if you approach someone at a convention and say, hey, I really like whatever it is that you do. I mean, don't say it like that, because you should, like, know what they do. <laughs> but, like, for past saying, I like the stuff that you tweet, or I like this, I like what you make, or your art is great, or I love your photography, approaching somebody and, and immediately giving that context of why you're approaching them is always, I think, going to be welcome. Well, like, thank you. Yeah. That's, that's what I did through Renegade. No, he loves it. I've seen it like a hundred people go up to this guy, and it's they. He, oh, just, he just loves yeah, it. Yeah, I, I do love it. And it's like, like they said, it's an individual personality kind of thing. Um, no, talk to me, please. I mean, I, I love it. You know, I love interacting with you guys and stuff. But again, it's it's you know, different people have different ways of um, socially interacting with people and stuff. Some people kind of shy away from it. Some are you know a little short, you know, and all that. And um, it just depends, I guess. You kind of. Um, you know, saying hello to them, you know, it's the first step and seeing, kind of judging from there, you know, how, you know, they want to engage, if they further want to talk or maybe they're rushed or something like that, you can kind of follow through. But yeah, it's kind of tricky because every person's different, you know, and, um, but you, you'll get to tell pretty quickly, you know, on that yeah. as well. I want to <laughs> say no one will be creeped out or anything, but God, it's so individual because again, these people aren't chosen on being great people. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it also helps if you don't have the expectation that they're going to know who you are necessarily right off the bat yeah. because you have so many interactions that if you can get them to remember, they'll be happy about it. But if not, they have this kind of generic, like, I kind of remember. Thank you. Woo! I thought that was the best thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> right? People like being slightly short of remembered. <laughs> but yeah, you know, definitely. Uh, you had one. I was just wondering how you feel about the He's super careful. <laughs> yeah, I'm very careful. Um, also, too, um, be just use caution when you're talking. If you don't don't do it all the time, you know. Don't be paranoid and everything too. But just um, just kind of gauge, you know, a little bit too. When I when I lived in Houston, um, something that kind of happened. There was somebody that was getting um, really really pushy on social media to the point where they wound up finding every single outlet I was in and constantly, constantly, you know, kind of being you know really pushy about it. So I eventually had to, you know, kind of block them because it was getting really kind of scary almost. So eventually, you know, they created a new profile to say, I know where you live. And the last thing you're going to see is me. <laughs> and I got the police involved. 
you know, I, I had to do that one time. So since then, um, I've been very kind of, you just got to use caution a little bit. Uh, make sure that, you know, you're not making yourself extremely vulnerable. I've known some people who put their address on their location thing. I've seen that before and I'm like, oh, I don't know if you want, you know, to do that. And probably not a, not, probably not a, you know, good thing to do just because, especially if you start getting a little bit more followers and stuff, you get more exposure or maybe one of your tweets goes viral then people can see it and then kind of like maybe somebody just really for some reason likes you and you don't know about it and they want to go visit you one day you know or something um but that's what i do you know what I, i'm not too too worried i mean like i said i i don't have a lot of pictures of myself online or that too i mean i'm pretty sure after this it's gonna be different but um but you know i, I kind of people know basically what i do as an occupation but i don't go any more detail about it what i try to do is i keep my personal life uh, it's pretty separate from my furry life. My furry life is supposed to be a fun part of my life. It's something that, you know, the reason why I keep it kind of separate from that is just because I want a place to, you know, put that away and go have fun a little bit and just enjoy it and stuff too. But there's no way you can really 100% protect yourself, but just, you know, don't leave yourself extremely open by taking pictures of your front house, you know, um, your, you know, just little things like that that you might think people can use to slowly, because... Um, yeah, all this person needed to do was find out my phone number and they found out all kinds of stuff about me that was scary. You know, somebody gave them my phone number and um, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. So you just got to be careful with that sometimes. Yeah, generally with Twitter you, or any social media, you want to kind of approach everything you write as a, that's going to appear on a headline. Because you never know it for yeah. some reason it could. You got to look at Twitter as well, make sure there's no information in there, like license plates, yeah. Yeah, be careful. I see, oh man, we saw. I mean, just even the run up to Furry Fiesta and Telegram, the big public Telegram rooms. You see people taking pictures and posting stuff, and accidentally in the corner, there's like credit card numbers and like addresses on invoices. Don't do that. Well, get your picture. Zoom in, like, because I I'm a crazy person, and if I see someone's picture of their desk, like, huh, look how messy it is. I'm like, what's on your desk? <laughs> right? That's really interesting over here, right? Yeah, I do. I do. And that's true. And other people will do that, especially if you have more followers, more of them are crazy. Uh, you had a question on this side here. Oh, just had a quick question of uh, how would you, how you would compare the, the, the commentary on Twitter versus the commentary, say, on other websites, particularly like YouTube, you know, with the, the huge, massive comment, you know, commentary that there is, you know, following the big YouTubers versus, you know, the ambience yeah. of the, the field. Yeah, so I, I can't speak super heavily to, to YouTube commentary because I don't have a huge YouTube following. Uh, so my, my experience is pretty limited aside from just sort of observational. But Twitter, like furry Twitter doesn't seem to cross outside of the border that frequently. Like when something gets popular on furry Twitter, like it gets popular on furry Twitter and that's about it. Like unless it's one of those memes that just kind of transcends anything furry and is just relatable. And then it's just a meme that a furry happened to post, right? It's not really furry content. But, like, YouTube, your stuff could just come up as recommended in anybody's playlist. And then you've got a bunch of non-furry people being exposed to it. So you're going to get a lot different reaction. I saw this a lot on Vine, actually. And we were talking yesterday about, like, uh, vitriolic reactions to stuff. And I never get that on Twitter. But I definitely got it on Vine when, like, my Vines were seen by some edgy 14-year-old. And then they write KYS as their comment. Cause, yeah. But, um, so I think that's a lot bigger risk with those sorts of things than it is than it is on Twitter. I mean, you can still get good discussion. But it's, it's going to be a lot more uh, noisy, I think. Mm -hmm. oh, 
I I uh, I owe you a drink. Oh, okay. Awesome. I do. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> this is all over. Um, cause yeah, we, um, we we talked um, we hit it off pretty good on Twitter. Yeah. I left um I, I left because I didn't like the politics of the people who run Twitter. Nothing that um I didn't have any, any conflict with anybody or not. I just like you know I don't like the the or the owners of Twitter view. Okay. That's why I left. Mm-hmm. But I am Chick Puppy. You, I'm not sure if you remember me some time back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, we just batter back and forth and everything. You always making fun of wolves and how we smell. Yeah, that's my whole we kind do of not stick here. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely uh, want to drink whatever. I'll hook you up. <laughs> All right, buddy. Awesome, man. Thank you. Okay. Anyone? Yep. Yep. So, just one question um, with, as far as like going, like tweets going viral and stuff, like what are your guys' views on like hashtags? Like lots of hashtags, little hashtags. I hate them. I hate them too. I'll use them minimally, like at most two, unless I'm trying to be ridiculous. Yeah, it's usually a joke. Yeah, like y- yesterday, uh, any photos I posted would have been TFF, which is, I mean, the obligatory hashtag. Obligatory that's hashtag. that's just politeness. Yeah. And then Fursuit Friday, because it was Fursuit Friday. But other than that, no. I don't like heavily hashtag tweets. I don't like tweets that people will tag, like, ancillary stuff in the tweet in hopes of getting picked up by those people and retweeted like it's one thing if you tag somebody who's actually in the photo but if you tag like the suit maker also and then yeah. it's just it it feels a little bit attention seeking I think we should put hashtag fura in everything we write oh yeah that's a good point <laughs> <laughs> every, that was really back. Hashtag, yeah. furry. hashtag furry hashtag furry is there like a, a, a tool in twitter that will just add it automatically on every tweet control v I have a lot of fun with hashtags. Well, hashtag from a like say like uh, I'm the social media lead for TFF, so I use. Um, we decided you know we were going to use TFF 2018 as a hashtag here. For me, um, when I'm scanning the timelines, it makes it easier to see what's going on. If you don't necessarily you know um, at furry fiesta, as long as you have that tag, I can kind of see what's going on, what's happening, maybe something might have broke or something like that. That way I can quickly go to ops and let them know and stuff. So from that perspective, it is useful, but in your personal account, not so much. I mean, I have a lot of fun with the hashtags. I just use it kind of like a joke that they were saying. I think I put, you know, I'm gonna start a hashtag. I like uh, ZD pasta if it's only done right sometimes, but I like it other times if I'm just hungry. You know, I'll just put the whole, I'll try to make it as long as I can. I'm just amused that it highlights. And then sometimes it's even more funny when there's actually other tweets that somebody used the hashtag for. Um, that, that just amuses me greatly. I don't know why. I, I see that and I'm like, who is this person? I need to friend them. You know, I need, I need, I need, to, I need to see what's up with them. You know? But yeah, I mean, it's a useful tool if you're using it, you know, for an organization or you're using it for, you know, business or something like that. But for the most part, it's, it's just mostly like a meme, like hashtag yellow back in the day or hashtag lit, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever those, uh, you know, the young kids are using these days. Whatever the kids are saying. Yeah. Uh, is there a panel here at 4 o'clock? I should I, 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 I think we're, is, no, I think we're scheduled till 4.30. Are we till 4.30? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I never know. <laughs> okay. Hashtag shut up. Shut up. You shut up. Uh, any more questions for that or officer? There you go. I love getting like responses or like invites to engage in a conversation with someone. It, it, it's really wonderful. But how do you deal with the dreaded DM? Oh. 
I say hi back. Yeah. And just then I ask him for pictures of their character, and I figure out what they like, and then we start our ping. Yeah, no. That's not, that's not, that's not what happens. Yeah, I okay. I get this a lot because I really hate small talk. Like I super hate small talk. I just jump right into like what I'm trying to say, and I've had to learn like some scripts to like be normal human being, um, because normal human beings like to say like hi, how are you, and I'll and I'll just and I answer very generically like I'm good, how are you, and I learned how to say that because my usual response was like I hate that question, and no one liked that. Are you so, okay? I'm great. <laughs> uh, so. What I've kind of learned to do is just kind of do some standard small talk back, and then if there's just nothing to respond to, I just stop talking, and I don't feel obligated. You don't have to do ping pong, ping pong. No, exactly. There's a point at which you've done some words, it's pleasant, and you stop, and then they stop. If they have more to say, they can keep going, um, and that's fine. And I'll usually do about three rounds of that within a, a closely approximate kind of time period, and then I'm like, ah, you're, you're just bored, and I know for a fact from being around other people who knew the same folks who did that that we would both get the same high at the same time. So don't feel bad like if I don't talk to you, like no one's talking to you. They do that to like 20 people on a spray. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. You, you don't have to play that game if you don't want to. No one's entitled to you or your time. Um, as for how to, how to handle DMs, I, I usually do it um, the same way I handle a lot of interactions um, in a convention, which is just like hi, and I just talk to them like a civil sort of person, but I keep a very strong personal distance until I know there's a reason to kind of open up more. Yeah. Um, you don't have to open up. I feel okay with like some words, some very basic civil exchange, but you only have to open up if you feel like you should. Yeah. That's that's for sure. Yeah, or their character is cute. Do you keep your DMs open? <laughs> I do, well no, I don't know. I don't know if my DMs are open. I follow everyone back. Oh, that's right, you follow everyone <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have a problem with that. I've had so. some funny experiences with DMs too. I think I can do a whole panel on some of the weird things. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. I tweet <laughs> them out sometimes because they're just, sometimes out of left field. Yeah, I get some weird ones. Um, it's funny because the high questions, sometimes people have a hard time starting a conversation. I get that, you know? So, well, you know, I'll respond, hey, how's it going and stuff. And if it continues to just, like, they don't respond or it just continues one word conversations, you know? Uh, you know, I'll try, but you know, it's if it's not getting anywhere, you know, it's not getting anywhere. But uh, I had my DMs open for a while, um, and then yeah, you kind of open yourself up for people to send you weird things. I had a person recently who um, sent me a DM, and um, I, they said hello. And but I'm at school, you know, I'm working. I was lecturing. I couldn't answer right away, so because I didn't answer right away, they said enjoy, and then they posted a bunch of uh, pictures of kangaroos with their throat slit oh, yeah. because of that. Yeah, um, so I closed my DMs after that. So the common practice that I, you know, I'm starting to do now too is you know, uh, they want to talk to me, yeah, totally, just tweet at me. You know, I'm totally fine just tweeting in the open and stuff like that. And then as you know, we start developing a little bit of a relationship and I know you a little bit better and stuff, you know, heck yeah, let's you know, DM me, you know, let's do that and stuff too. But they say you don't have to be their best friend immediately like that. I think sometimes the best way of starting a conversation with people is just even in public, you don't have to just go straight for DM. Just tweet at them, hey, how's it going? How's your day going? That's a great way to start off. And then, you know, they don't feel like they're, you know, pushed into a closet and then you're going up to them saying hi. You know, it's, I kind of felt like that sometimes where just people would just like DM me out of the blue. 
hello. Uh, yeah, and I like that. You know, hey, what's up? And then it doesn't go anywhere and stuff. I think in the open, you have more room for interaction because people can join in sometimes. And it's it's more comfortable, I think, for everybody when it happens as well. I think Just that goes... You tweeted that um, screenshot of somebody asking... Oh, I think you tweeted about somebody asking a really weird question. I'm just going to reference it as the question because I do not want to say it. <laughs> yeah, people are... I, have, I used to get kind of annoyed with it, but now I'm starting to be like... You know, who sits there and asks people that, you know? But people will. People are are interesting, um, to say the least. And uh, no, I mean, I've gotten to the point where I'm kind of amused by it, so I'll have fun with it. Or you get RP accounts that um, ask you if you RP and you say no, so they flat out block you. <laughs> and they like, just hate you, you know, after that and stuff. That's how we met. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he asked me, yeah, do you RP? Uh, I remember yeah. somebody even drew art of my character, like, holding his ears down with, do you RP XD, you know? Like, I've been asked that quite a bit, and it's, it's, it's amusing to me, you know? <laughs> you know, I forgot to answer. The other way I, I handle DM messages is I go read your Twitter. Some, I'll go see, like, the last time oh, messages. Yeah. So, like, who are you? Like, I can get, a, I can get kind of a good sense for if you're sane. That helps me direct, like, how much I want to respond or what I want to respond to. But I think on that, yeah, sorry, I think on that note too, like if we go back to that question of how do you approach somebody that you don't really have a relationship with yet, like if you're, if you're sliding into someone's DMs and you're just going to say <laughs> hi, like that's not going to probably end well. Uh, if you, if you're taking that initiative to, to start a conversation with somebody, then you, it's kind of on you at least at first to keep that conversation going because you have to give them context as to why you even wanted to start the conversation in the first place and high is not enough context yeah i have two things actually on that one is um i i know what it's like well okay first off there there are people who will just give you pleasantries for like every every couple months until you have all screenshot of someone mm -hmm. saying hi hey mm -hmm. what whatever um and yeah I, I mean it's a weird it's a weird feeling um and i think one time i, I took a and this was a dumb thing I did. I took a screenshot and like showed people like, look at this thing I'm getting, uh, and you, I couldn't do that because there's people who are actually really nice, good people who like that. I used to do that. Don't make fun of me. And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> and, you know, it happens. We all learn. You have a social development curve. It's steep, and furry is a great way to like learn how to socially interact because geeky people are a little, you know, they're a little bit less judgmental about that stuff because we were there more recently. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and that's actually I always I always found that the most useful thing about this fandom socially was like. The, the social entry level is so much lower uh, for what, what social skills you have to have to be acceptable here that I'm serious that you can really you can really learn a lot about socializing without being immediately shut down as you're awful um, and, and I, people are second language to me um, so I get that um, the other thing I wanted to say I forgot completely so back to awesome yeah no definitely oh no i remember what it is um <laughs> so <laughs> the person who goes to a random person they don't know yet and says hi that's often me i i like to meet new people and i will just go pester folks and it doesn't matter how many followers on twitter you have like if they don't know who you are like they're just going to treat you like everyone else you I, I, I never assume like look at me i'm talking to you you don't know what that means to them either they like it or you're just a creepy person um uh, I remember saying this with, uh, there's this popular Brazilian fursuiter, uh, Crash, yeah. right? And he's just like his own phenomenon, mostly with, I guess, partly the region, because it reaches to have a lot of great fursuits, so it's very popular there. Uh, and he's good at YouTube, and he fired like a fire arrow into a thing, and that got really viral. 
Um, but he was he made a tweet saying, you know, just because someone's popular doesn't mean I want to talk to them, which means somebody was like, hey, don't you know who I am? Um, and that you can't like if I'm going to talk to somebody and I want to get to know them, I have to try to be really clever and minimize my awkwardness as much as possible, which is just a feat for me. It's so hard to do. But it's, you know, you have to offer something, like make a little joke, make a little something, and maybe they, maybe they do it back and kind of keep that going back and forth for a while. Say why you're saying, why, why are you talking to them? Um, and oftentimes what I'll do is say, here, I like this thing you do. And I expect it might just stay there and they'll never respond to it, and that's fine. I can accept that. Uh, don't get attached to the idea they're going to be your friend. Like, they probably have enough friends. Most people do. That's You just kind of sometimes don't have room for more people. So it's it's complicated. That's a complicated thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing is that you know if you, you follow somebody or you're trying to DM them and they don't follow you or get back to you right away, don't take it personally because you know you could be one of 50 notifications on their phone when they pull it up. And if they're like me, like I, somebody follows me, I'll go to their page and look at them. And your if your feed is 80% retweets, there's no you there. It's just you're you're a links page. So I don't generally follow those people so you know yeah don't don't take it personally yes yeah. like they could have 5,000 people and you know they're they're new their thing is already going to mile a minute they don't need it going to mile in two yeah. or they just don't use Twitter very often that's yeah. just a side platform mm-hmm. for them so they only check their messages every couple of weeks that happens um, or they're on a social media break yeah. or they're at a convention and like everyone's messaging you and like yeah. this is actually the time I feel like the most okay ignoring people like in mass because I'm just yeah. too busy. Like there's nothing I can do for it. And we'll get back to it. Yeah. My, yeah. My, my DMs are packed right now. Sorry guys, if I haven't been able to reply a little bit, I've been running around doing time stuff. Yeah, just DM them right now. Please don't just say hi. <laughs> yeah, throw in an oh whoa. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh whoa. <laughs> I think I saw a water burger cup come down the oh, yeah. TFF line. Yeah, I don't know if you guys see. There we go. <laughs> I, I, me and my roommates were having the biggest, remember? They dropped the We were having the biggest laugh, you know, about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we see everything that goes on. I don't <laughs> die. Our no deaths. Our no death? Or we've oh. never had a death in the panel. So oh, my God. Yeah, I wish I could show. That's why I wish we did have uh, the projector on here. It was, you know, the the W's of Whataburger. So somebody drew big, you drew a big O, a W O, and then he crossed out instead of a family company, put a furry company. <laughs> Thanks, Rudolph. Welcome to Texas. Excuse me. Oh, that gave me, yeah. Well, I think, I think I was laughing. Like, <laughs> I think I had tears. Yeah. yeah. Let's hear it for ADD. Uh, <laughs> Texas tradition. There yeah, you Texas go. Texas tradition. When that blue check light illuminates, you know they've read it, that, and then they don't reply to like. Oh yeah. Oh, that's oh that's tough. Yeah. I hate that about Telegram. I hate that Telegram says this person's read this thing <laughs> because I really I'm, I'm so curious to see what people said, but I don't have time to answer it necessarily. Like yeah. I could be like at a stoplight, um, and I don't. And then I'm thinking while I'm driving, like, oh, this person probably feels awful. Um, but I think I. The other thing, the reason I hate it is because then the little blue light comes off saying that you haven't read it yet, and then I forget because I just am ditzy. Um, but yeah, that's you, you can't. You found it. There's your OO. There you go. Show the class. Yeah, Show the rest of the class. We got a good job. Yeah. Good job, Rudy. Uh, 
Yeah, you can't you can't take a red message uh, necessarily as an insult. It's hard not to, but it's there's so many. You have to think of all the scenarios that exist where someone just doesn't have time to respond yet, or maybe they haven't thought of an answer, or maybe like they know. A lot of times, like I know this is a serious conversation. It's going to take like fifteen minutes at least of concentrated time to resolve. I don't want to start that like in the middle of a panel or whatnot, mm -hmm. right? So. Yeah, it's that's tricky. If you're prone to anxiety, that that's just a thing that's going to happen to you because it's you need you need the check marks to be read sometimes. And there's don't, not, don't take it personally, guys. It's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I, I, like I'm very yeah. like path. I'm really ditzy about it too. So Telegram, I'm horrible with. I'm horrible with Telegram. Um, only because, yeah, but the same way, maybe I'm teaching something and a student, I, I read it just real quick so I see it, and the student needs my help and I forget, and I'll forget because I'm my my brain's everywhere. Um, and then people will say, um, are you mad? Like, no, I promise you, I'm not mad. I know, I'm just, I, 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 I just am horrible about keeping up sometimes with that kind of stuff. So, or on the side of, it's not personal, you know, they're not doing it just because I hate this guy. I'm, you, know, ugh, you know, they're not doing that mostly. Maybe they just got caught up doing something, pumping gas, maybe. It, it could be a lot of things. So, you just give it some time. And I know anxiety, the worst anxiety thing sometimes I get, you know, even though I've, I've been in social media for a while and I've done it professionally, but when it says somebody's typing and then they stop and then they don't reply ever again. And it's like, yeah, it, I think we all get that kind of feeling deep in our heart. We're like, what, are they, what happened? You know, like, what? You know? Well, they're typing for a while. I think Path did that to me one time. I asked him an important question about something. And it said Path Hyena's typing for like, I don't know, like two minutes. And then it stopped. Yeah, then, then it completely stopped. And I'm like, uh-oh. What? Whoa, is he drafting something else? You know? So I, I, I think maybe at that point he just put his phone in his pocket and his leg was dialing, like pushing buttons or something. I don't know. It's a draft backslash. Yeah. That's, that's if I remember what that was. Uh, yeah. Or actually, I just so. changed my name to Path is Typing, and now everyone's mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I took that off the first one. I got right? that. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. That's so it happens. Yeah, that's Telegram. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> Any other questions? All right. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I've been on the fence about deleting my Twitter and starting over. Is that ever a good idea? If you don't like, okay, so I hate considering Twitter like a brand. I know that's a very popular way to think about it, but brands don't have feelings or reputations that are like go back to personal lives. And that's why I don't like associating it with a company sort of logo. So companies change names. Uh, when they don't feel like they can salvage or there's just no value in, in what they're doing. Um, so you just change your logo and you build a new thing around that. Uh, so if you have such a bad history with your Twitter account that you feel like I need to delete this and just start over, it can be therapeutic, uh, but you're not gonna escape your history. People will link you so quickly back to your old account, um, unless you just didn't know the same people. Uh, but I know a lot of folks who change their Twitter accounts like every six months or eight months, and it's usually because they get called out on some awful garbage right away. And then they change their Twitter account because they got it again, and it happens over and over. Um, I've thought about it, so I think it'd just be funny to like rebuild again. I just, I don't know. I know you said don't make it a numbers game, but it always was for me. Oh, yeah, no. Silly and I, I know you're not supposed to. That doesn't yeah. mean I'm not doing okay, it. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> um, I always thought it was like gamified socializing. Yeah. That's how I've always thought about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, 
I, I would say if it's therapeutic, you can do it for sure. It's going to confuse a lot of people. If you hate all of them, then there's that. It's, yeah. I don't know, it's complicated. And then it follows you anyway. Like, you can't delete your behavior or your primary engine that created all the issues in the first place. Um, but at the same time, like, if you had a really toxic, awful experience and so much of your life has changed and that old account doesn't, isn't you anymore, it's not fitting, absolutely. There's yeah. no reason not to. Yeah, if you lock it though, you can't respond to most people. That's the hardest thing with locking. Like, you want to tell an artist, like, I really love that you did this thing with the shading, and they're like, I can't see anything you said. Mm -hmm. Renegade, for example, can't retweet the selfie I got with him because I locked it. And yeah. That's the only real disadvantage. Yeah, and well, he wouldn't retweet a selfie anyway, I think, right? Because it's, you know, losing your face on him. <laughs> yeah. No, he would need to. Oh, no. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Fine. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah, locking does that, but some people have different reasons for locking. You know, there's just different things, different reasons why, but yeah, that is the disadvantage for doing that sometimes. Yeah, work with parents usually. That yeah. brings up an interesting point though, like, and you mentioned it before, like, there's nothing against having multiple Twitter accounts. If you have one that you use for interacting with a bunch of people and another one that you use for interacting with a very small group of people that has a, a different subset of content, that's a completely valid way to use the platform. And so it's just, it's, it's understanding, like, not so much understanding, but coming to terms with where you want to draw that line and whether you want to share that stuff. And if you want to share it, how do you share it and who do you share it with? And, and having separate places to put those things is, can be therapeutic too. Yeah. I, I can't say the word fuck on Twitter without getting like three people like, don't do that. <laughs> like they just like, ah, you, you never, you never talk like that. So I mean, I, I have to learn to like come off certain words and that's fine. I kind of like saying, oh my gosh, anyway, it's kind of funny. It's funnier to me. Uh, but there are times I wanted to make a second AD account because I want to make like dirty jokes and I can't do that. And then I think, I don't know if I want to do that for like the five jokes I have all year. <laughs> you know, and then like the people I'd be following, like, I feel like for different reasons and different things. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. Where you can make an AD account like mine where you literally just take pictures of dark places. And, That's what's uh, best. Oh, yeah. 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 That was fun. I have a lot of fun with that. I, yeah, that would turn into a weird project where, yeah. That's well, I would have people legitimately get mad at me um, because I said I had an AD account and they were. To me, it's amusing because <laughs> they're expecting to find something else, and they go on it, and it's literally me filming the night sky with music playing ambient, like, <laughs> weird ambient music and stuff. That's a lot and of people, effort. Yeah, yeah, I put, a, yeah, I put yeah. a lot of effort into my project, and I also have another account for yeah, so my dog Riley. So Riley kind of took on his own thing. You know, he's he's laying there next to me. I'll just, you know, I'm Riley. Just you know, it's just, mostly it's an excuse for me to post pictures of my dog because he's my buddy. But you know. Um, but it can be fun sometimes. It's fun to kind of escape your main profile and kind of do that, even if it's just to mess with people like my AD account and stuff, just to tease out that I'm posting a really, you know, um, uh, raunchy picture and it's Jolly Ranchers, you know, or something like that. So, yeah. <laughs> and to see the reaction. Hey, it just works. It just lets you get worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you guys enable me, so. <laughs> get another question over here. Okay. Well, I have a quick comment, actually. Yeah. Um, there was one person that I followed that I thought he was talking about video games and Panic Boxes. And the moment he started talking about all of us, because it's apparently he supports all of us, it's like, okay, great. This, is, this isn't what I came here for. I just have to block him for I didn't actually block him, I just unfollowed him immediately. Yeah. And you can abstract that. Um, I, I, that's always true. Like, people follow you. Your first number of people that follow you are doing so either they just really love your icon. Right, that, I'm stupid and I will do that. Oh God, it's awful. It's so awful and I know it's dumb and I do it. 
Um, or they just they know you, right? They know you personally, so they follow you because you're automatically interesting to them because they know you. Um, after that, they're following you because of the content that you've created. Like, that's it. Like, they don't know who you are personally. So I said this yesterday, but there's an individual I know that uh, they're having a little crisis because they're trying to figure out why people respond in the way they do. And they have four very strong feeds going on around the same time, depending on what state of mind they're in. And it can be like, uh, one's very depressed, uh, and one is very sexual, uh, and one is really interesting about like philosophy, and very people love that. Uh, and everyone actually loves a part of this, because even the depressed part's like, I'm gonna talk about mental health. Um, so all these facets are very interesting, but in what market are all of four of those, there's a fourth one I'm missing, are all four of those always interesting to the same person? Um, so they're always falling for a piece of it. Um, and that's the tricky part with Twitter. If they're following you for content, if not who you are, it's not a problem with who you are. Uh, if they're following you for your content and your content is really inconsistent, like it's like reading a magazine and you turn to the next article and it's the opposite of what you ever like to see. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to deal with. Um, so it's, you know, that's tricky. And if you're, and this happened a, a lot and I guess there was a new president. Oh, recently. what? Yeah, we had a new president last year. Uh, and Did you know about two this? Two years ago. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Excuse, right. Uh, so <laughs> politics became a thing that everyone remembered happened for the first time ever, uh, which is really interesting. I followed politics pretty closely for a long time, and it's weird to watch everyone, like, learn about all these processes, and, like, they're freaking out over, like, congressional committees, and they don't know what that means. Um, that's cool. It, it sounds serious. It does. It does sound very serious. Uh, but people got super political, and then a lot of people didn't want to follow that anymore. And it's not because they hate politics. It's just like, I followed you because you were a stupid animal person, mm -hmm. and now you're doing this all the time. So your audience shifts. They fragment, and they shift, yeah. and they move around. Now, if you keep consistently doing that same thing, they'll shift completely. And now all your people like politics and animal people. Right? So you're always gonna have that. If you shift what your content is, your audience will shift under you. It's not a rebuking of you, rebuking? It's not rebuking who you are. Uh, it's just changing, responding to what you're creating. That's gonna happen. Um, so that, that's, that's what, I mean, I get what you're saying. What you're saying is a phenomenon that happened a lot in the last year. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see a lot, of, a lot of inflammatory words on the left and right, and it's like, uh, this is depressing. I don't think I wanna see this anymore. Yeah. Some of it, some of it, I feel like people should see, and some of it, I understand. Like if it's just constant bombardment, yeah. it happens. It happens. Yeah. You'd ever get a magazine where that happened. What? Yeah, that was a person like a moment ago. What? Yeah. <laughs> where did this thing come from? <laughs> yeah, I thought this was a, I thought this was a social media panel, not the transformation panel. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the next one. Oh, it's the next one. Aren't they all? Aren't they all transformation panels? At the deep of everything, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> They're all transformation panels. There we go. <laughs> uh, I want to throw in. I want to throw in a piece of advice real quick because it's silly, and these are yeah. these are short, simple things that will make you much, much better at social media. These these are quickies. Um, the first being your icon. Make sure it's an animal person. That sounds stupid, but if you have a normal human person as your icon, nobody knows what to do with you, which is <laughs> dumb and it's completely shallow. But like. The more your character is like relatable, the more furries are less scared to approach or talk to you. And I've seen that before, I and mean, it's, so, it's, just, it's just a weird true thing. Um, your second thing is your bio, you wanna keep it like informative, but you don't wanna tell them that you're sad. 
because now they're just gonna think like why are you sad uh, if you say you're lonely uh, it's like why what's wrong with you that you're lonely right everyone's cautious because we're all like it's like walking down a street in New York I don't know who you are um, so you want to keep careful with that if you're if you're opening with your fetish now we know what you care about the most and that might not be what you care about the most this might be like I wrote this I was thinking about it right um, so you want to make sure your bio is reflective of who you what kind of people you're looking to connect with mm -hmm. and, and that's tricky but you make those two changes of your bio and your icon because when I'm looking at a new person and I bet this isn't unique to me uh, my stalking goes for about 10 seconds you have 10 seconds to say who you are your icon is a big part of that if you're an arctic fox I am screwed I cannot help it I like them <laughs> I have a problem with that it's so stupid but I can't help it arctic foxes uh, and then your bio if you look like a crazy person and you're not an arctic fox you're screwed uh, <laughs> right pin tweet first 10 tweets and then your your header you know all of that it's like a resume when someone looks at your resume what does it look like first like if i see a typo like i have typos all over i'm screwed um but yeah so well, when i'm following them because like you said they have an animal picture and some people they, they like to talk about political stuff and so i just i sit there going how can anyone take you seriously if your picture is that of an animal because when i follow ren like none of this stuff is, is serious or anything so because I, I like funny things from the people mm -hmm. Oh, it's easy. I can take animal people seriously. Oh, that's extremely, all day long. extremely yeah. seriously. Yeah, for sure. It's when you're a person. I'm like, I don't trust you. I don't believe you what you're saying anymore. Right. Right. You're probably yeah. a bot, so I don't. You're probably a bot from Russia. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I can. I definitely can. Now, this is also silly because when you have two people in a Twitter war with each other, which is greatly comical and fun to watch. Um, they have the happiest, cutest little animal picture, and you're just yelling at each other, fuck you, no, fuck you too, and you're like, oh honey. Happy it looks like, that. I'm not supposed to say that, but it looks like Sparky is like yelling at Rover, and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you separate the little dogs, and you know, see what it's happens. It's really interesting That's, way to read them now, yeah. I'm gonna be yeah, yeah, do that, yeah. It's it's kind of getting little dog voices and stuff, it's a lot more well, I usually read the canines like Scooby-Doo, just for my own amusement, Ooh. so when I'm really <laughs> sad, or less sad, when I'm stressed, or I need it, I'll just see some random canine, you know, uh, Twitter on there, and I'll just read them like, "Hey, Raggy," you know, just kind of go all like that. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's amusing to me. Get little dolls out and make them joke each other. I should make a YouTube channel where I reenact well, canine tweets. Yeah, we just be like. Yeah, we we, we should. All right, guys, stay tuned. That's our next project. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, I think we're almost just yeah. about out of time. There mm -hmm. probably is actually a panel. What's the panel after? I'm curious. Can we just sit here and run it? Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's con rules. That's con rules. Sorry. Yeah. I used to be important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any last questions? We have time for probably one more. Yeah. That's Dog person. There's a Tide Pod on the board up there. Why is there a Tide Pod? No, look, it's, oh. orange, it's orange and blue. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So we have. I was saying this yesterday. We have um, a, a group chat room, some of us do, and um, it's got like our resident college student in there that we run all the memes through. So when I see something I don't understand, like we just posted like, what's this? And then he gives us like a short, quick history. Everybody should have a, a high school or college student to ask about memes, because I can't keep up with them. Nobody keep up with them. And you can just make a wanted post on Craigslist for that. Right? Oh yeah, w yeah, wanted someone to interpret my memes for me. Well, 
Thanks for coming, everybody. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Good question.